Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show, as always, is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Our show today is our 13th episode for this season of Living the Miracle. As many of you know, each of our seasons has 13 episodes in them, and we'd like to have an overall theme to all the shows during the season. For this season, all our shows have been about miracles themselves. So to complete this season, we wanted to share with you not only about miracles, but those miracles that we actually seem to share with others. We are calling this episode Shared Miracles. Most of us have at least heard the miracle story of the Lady of Fatima appearing to three shepherd children multiple times in 1917 in Fatima, Portugal. The, quote, lady more brilliant than the sun, unquote, has, as the children described her, spoke to one of them and identified herself as the angel of peace and the guardian angel of Portugal. The apparition was shared by the three children at first several times, but when the children shared their miracle with everyone, Several months after the apparitions began, a miracle was shared by somewhere between 30,000 to 100,000 people. It's been called the miracle of the sun. People had a variety of different visions and experiences at that time. Many of them reported seeing extraordinary phenomenon with the sun ranging from the sun dancing in the sky to spinning bright colors all around it to a large silvery disc coming out of it and coming toward the earth. Some people in attendance claimed to have seen no such phenomenon. The angel of peace, who later revealed herself to the children as the being that was incarnated in history as Mary, the mother of Jesus, asked them to devote their lives to the Holy Trinity and to pray the rosary every day to bring peace to the world and the end to the world war. Portugal had been established as a secular republic just seven years earlier. And by the way, during that same time, the First World War was a pandemic. Although various religions have claimed title to extraordinary apparitions, certain holy beings in various miracles the request of the Lady Fatima for the children to pray to bring peace to the world and the end of the war is entirely non-denominational and for all people, regardless of one's religious affiliations. It was a call for healing, which is the restoration of wholeness. This is what prayer does. It restores each one of us to the limitless wholeness of spirit and returns us to who we truly are. It's not something for us to do as some kind of religious duty or homework or only when things get so bad for us that we don't know what else to do. This shared miracle is as relevant today to what is happening in the world as it was back during World War I. 
There are many other shared miracles throughout history that involved one or a few people at first but were witnessed by a great number of people. One of the fun ones was reported in the 1600s in Naples with the later canonized St. Joseph of Cupertino flying around over the parishioners in church multiple times. Today, he's known as the patron saint of pilots, of course. (laughs) Yes, that would be so much fun, wouldn't it? (laughs) It's levitation. I heard that St. Joseph of Cupertino not only did this in front of the Pope at the time, but also took a parishioner for a ride for a bit uh, in the church by grabbing her hand and lifting her up with him out of the pew she was sitting in. (laughs) That's a great way to ask someone for a dance, right? (laughs) Uh, Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Both Rafia and I have experienced so many miracles individually, but we've been witnesses to a variety of miracles together as well. Sometimes the miracle was, in a way, happening to one or the other of us, and at other times, it was happening to others, and we were witnessing it together. Amongst the types of miracles, in a way, happening to someone else that we've witnessed together most frequently, of course, were healing miracles. We've been to various places in the world, taking groups of psychics to experience different kinds of healers and healings. I've been a witness to literally hundreds of miracle healings that a variety of extraordinary healers have given to many people. In many of them, I was amongst the group of us witnessing the miracle together. One of the great things about a shared miracle is that you can usually communicate with whomever you're sharing the experience of the miracle. I know some people have had a hard time having anyone else to communicate with about a miracle they've had themselves or have witnessed someone else having because their experience often gets dismissed as, oh, it's just your imagination or, you know, don't be so naive or deluded or even you might be considered crazy (laughs) if you talk about it to the wrong people. Of course, Raphael and I talk about miracles that we've experienced individually as well as those that we've shared. It's fun to share about a miracle right after you experience it or sometimes even when you're having it because you learn so much more from someone else's perspective about it. Also, there have been times when Raphael and I would experience a miracle together and then When we recount our individual versions of it, some of what each of us went through could be quite different. It's like what was reported after the miracle of the sun with the Lady of Fatima that Raphael talked about earlier. Many people experienced something strange and wondrous happening with the sun that day, but many people experienced it in completely different ways. In the same way, there have been times that Raphael's version of what she experienced and mine were significantly different, even though we went through it at the same time and place. When that started happening, 
you know, in the early days, we'd each say, no, 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 that's that's not how it happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or something to that effect. Yet, it kept on happening like that. And we realized that it was in the nature of not only the miracle, but many of our life experiences that we each experience things in our own way. And that makes for the possibility that sometimes things are entirely different for each of us. It's a bit like several people being in the same car accident, but having an entirely different experience and outcome from it. We each have different things to learn from each of our experiences, and especially those that we might consider to be miraculous. Why especially those that we might consider to be miraculous? Why, why are they, you know, more different sometimes? <laughs> because miracles happen out of time. Miracles come from spirit the limitless, the timeless. Even when we share a miracle at the same time and same place here in this world, each of us experiencing the miracle has our own unique experience of it. Shared miracles, of course, are not experienced only by the religious or the necessarily spiritually inclined. In fact, One of the fields of endeavor that tends to report quite a few shared miracles is in the world of sports. Of all things. (laughs) Of course, for those of us who were around to watch the legendary 1980 Winter Olympic ice hockey tournament medal round game between the young, mostly amateur U.S. team versus the mostly seasoned veteran professionals, Soviet Union hockey team that had won gold in five out of the six previous Olympics. We immediately think the miracle on ice. Even many of the U.S. players being interviewed following that game themselves found it hard to believe what happened. Most people considered it a real miracle. Although that miracle was shared not only by the players, coaches, trainers, administrators, and everyone else working directly with the team in getting to the Olympics, but also with all the rest of the world who happened to watch it at the arena or on TV. Each person who was a witness to the unfolding miracle had a different experience, other than the feeling that it was truly a miracle. And as with all miracles, it changed everyone's life in some fundamental way. It was a huge, you know, the underdog uh, makes it (laughs) story. Uh, One of the sports uh, casters I remember said it compared the two teams like if if, uh, uh, a college, you know, beginner level college team, uh, like a football college team, uh, went up against, at the time uh, when the Pittsburgh Steelers NFL football uh, team was just unbeatable. They just kept on winning, winning, winning. Nobody couldn't beat them uh, in the championship. 
they said that would have been kind of the comparable uh, difference in the two teams in terms of experience and skill and, skill every, and yeah. everything else. And uh, yet, ah, the underdogs just beat them. The immediate impact of the shared miracle was declared as the U.S. reclaimed the puck with less than 20 seconds left in the game with one-point lead. And as soon as the countdown got to a couple of seconds left, the TV sportscaster yelled into his microphone, Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, I mean, everybody went wild. It was just an amazing energy. And what was it about? Just a hockey game. I'm not even interested in hockey. <laughs> and neither were a lot of people, but they were part of the miracle. A shared miracle restores us to the limitless possibilities beyond time. Whether we call that spirit, God, or some greater power. That shared miracle inspired and gave renewed hope to a nation suffering from the Cold War. The miracle of the Lady of Fatima restored faith in a country struggling with the fear and hopelessness of a world war. And as Raphael mentioned earlier, there was a pandemic at that time as well. I mean, it was a pretty, pretty um, difficult time. Difficult time. A miracle always heals and inspires us back to our spirit beingness. But when it's shared by many, the power of the miracle increases exponentially. It not only restores each of us, it restores all of us. And today, right now, we're experiencing a, such an incredible time of transformation. Yes, the tensions on the pandemic right now, and it's a very challenging situation for many, many people, for the entire world. But there's never been a time like this where this much opportunity for positive change is underfoot. And, and because, you know, the, the concentration is on how do we deal with this pandemic and, and then the economic and every other kind of effect that's happening right now is, is tough. But it's important. It's important to look at, ah, what's behind it? What's, what's really happening? There's a miracle brewing. We're all getting ready for a major shared miracle. The other thing about shared miracles is that in some way or other, some communication with spirit is always involved. At least one of us somehow prays to a higher power. Then all the rest of us become the beneficiaries of that prayer. Raphael, over the years, I've noticed you communicating to spirit overall or to a specific representative of spirit, like the Archangel Michael or Jesus or a particular saint, often in relationship to the peace, well-being, and safety of not just yourself, but of a group of people such as who would be coming to an event or a party or whatever. Of course, whenever you do so, 
everything goes so much more smoothly and without any mishaps for the group. Yet, because nothing out of the ordinary happens, most people don't notice that you've actually done anything to help it make it that way. So, would you tell our listeners about your experience of shared miracles, some of which may be fairly dramatic, but often about others that go on unnoticed most of the time. I think a lot of people miss the experience of many shared miracles because they happen so regularly and they happen in a quiet way with nothing destructive happening or even if something unpleasant happens, it's much less than it could have been. There is so much to say about this. Um, One of the things is I spent many years, probably about 17 years, maybe more, creating uh, with Michael our big seminar events, in-person seminar events, in which I cooked all the food. And one of the things I was ruminating on the other day is that of all the times, and these would be multiple day events with Mm -hmm. a lot of food that I had to go out and buy and store in sometimes questionable refrigeration uh, in an old building. And yet, in all those years, I never poisoned anyone. I never made anyone sick. And I always wanted to nurture people with the food, even if it was just from Costco or something like that. Um, It was something that was, I felt was a blessing that was given to me over the years of work that we did in those seminar weekends. We now have other people provide our food, and I pray for the same thing for the service people who are helping with that. And so far, so good. Well, we're at our first break and wanted to remind you that this Saturday, coming right up, April 25th at 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time, we have a great teleclass for you for these challenging times. It's called Your Clear Audience. Knock, knock. Who's there? You learn about your psychic ability to hear your angels, spirit guides, and spirit friends on the other side. You'll learn simple but powerful psychic tools to help you expand your range of communication to include those who are not in physical form. It's more important than ever to turn inward into your spiritual inner guidance. You can find the details on our website, michaeltamora.com, and you can also call our office at 1-530-926-2650 to sign up during normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday. Speak with our wonderful assistant, Noelle, and she'll help you out. When we return in a couple of minutes, we'll continue with Shared Miracles. Be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. 
Are you ready to face changes in your life? For many, that answer might be no, not yet, or never. Whether positive or negative, moving forward or stepping back, change is the one important constant in our life. Learn how to deal with change on A New You with host Liz Tupling. The show will help you move through personal transformation by providing a GPS, if you will, to guide you on the journey to your better self. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's so great to have you back. Let's continue with our exploration of shared miracles. Yes. You know, as Raphael was talking about doing all that cooking and everything, and nothing bad ever happened. No. You know, not even a little bit. And when you think about it, how many people are involved? And it's, it's one of those things. It's not either or. You know, one of the things about miracles and anything about spirit is it's never either or. When you start thinking in either or, or you think it's the situation is either or, it's always, that's always the ego. Ego divides and conquers. That's why it always has to have either or. Everything's almost like an ultimatum. Either you do this or that, get out. You know, either this or that, it's done. Either that or you failed. <laughs> but spirit, no. We're here to learn. So there's no wrong or right, either this or that. It's, it's everything. All life experience. Even the ones we think is, are great, the ones we think are lousy, they're still experiences through which we're to learn. And so when we're looking at shared miracles, it's not like using Raphael's example of cooking all that and nothing ever bad happened. Well, part of nothing ever bad happened is because she's so careful. Raphael's been incredibly you know, sanitation conscious and everything has to be done just so to make sure as much as we can humanly make sure that things are going to be safe and healthy and clean and everything else. That's that's plays a, obviously a major part. But even so, it's it's amazing that it works. Oh, one of the examples is, you know, I was telling Raphael uh, some time ago or many times when we get on a plane and from the time I was a kid to today, getting on a plane, it never ceases, I, I never cease to be odd, you know, amazed at 
we're flying in this tin can, so to speak. <laughs> several, tin tube. <laughs> tin tube. Several hundred of us. And from here to there, going at 38,000 feet or 37,000 feet in the air. And, you know, 400, 500 miles an hour, whatever. And we, most of the time, we make it. <laughs> I've flown many, 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 many times since the time I was four years old. But it's always a wonder. You know, it's a miracle. And, of course, I know it's not just because it's not just a technological miracle. That part's only less than half. The other part is spirit. I'm seeing spirit holding up the airplane. Every time. Huh. That's why I feel safe. It's not that I have 100% trust in the mechanics of, you know, in the engineering. It's that I have 100% trust in spirit. And it's not that, okay, it's never going to, I'm not going to crash or anything like that. No, it's that. Whatever happens, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine for all of us. And so that's what gives me peace of mind. In shared miracles, so often I watch people miss the miracle. They're, they're, they're just not noticing how incredible it is. What's going on? The simplest thing. How incredible it is when we're flying through the air. How incredible it is that nobody ever got sick in all those years and all those hundreds of people eating basically home-cooked food, so to speak. And it's when you see what's unfolding inside, in spirit, and how miraculous that is, you just have this gratitude. It's natural. It's not like, okay, I'm going to practice being grateful. You know, a lot of people do that, which I think is, is a great idea. But when you're seeing it, when you're experiencing it firsthand, you can't help but being grateful. Grateful for so many, so many aspects of life. Even when things aren't going very well, even if you're in pain, even if, you know, it's a very difficult situation. So a major part of recognizing, experiencing a shared miracle is being open to it and being able to experience it firsthand because you're paying attention. Now, what happened with, with the children of Fatima you know, they were making a big fuss about it to officials, their parents. First, uh, I remember hearing that story, and I think in the beginning, their parents were opposed. You know, they, they were horrified. Yeah, they, they just wanted them to shut up and, you know, be normal kids and go tend to the sheep and the goat and everything else like you're supposed to. But now they said, no, we got to say this. We got to tell people. And then the police got involved and the politicians got involved and the church got involved. Oh, my God. It must have been very tough for the family. 
And but the kids were right there, right? So what was what was that shared miracle with the you know thousands and thousands of people experiencing a miracle together, even though each one experienced it in a completely different way? It's because of those kids wouldn't quit and said, Hey, this is happening. Pay attention. Take a look. And it of course the controversies of between the skeptics and the religious fanatics and then the religious authorities of several religions and all those people were coming down on those kids. But, but you know, that says something right there. They're, these are just kids, but these big time powerful authorities, public authorities were, you know, getting down on these kids at first, especially. And so what does that mean? Hey, there's a miracle brewing. And because of all of this, upwards of 100,000 people gathered to look on a particular day that the kids said, this is when the lady told us to be here at this place and look and look up at the sky. And they did. And that's where they, you can't, you know, when you're there to witness something, you're paying attention. And and even so, some people didn't experience a thing. They just said, it's a normal day, nothing happened, and they dismissed it. That was probably very much like the experience Michael had um, going into the hospital to help someone who was in a coma. And he had with him a woman who was known for getting people out of comas by talking to them. And indeed, she talked to the woman in the bed, and the woman woke up and said something to the effect of, how did I get here? And the doctor and the nurse that were in the room, who actually saw this happen, turned around and walked out like they didn't see a thing. Yeah, they just glazed over, and they were walking out like robots. It was something to behold. It, their mind just said, nope, this can't happen. This doesn't happen. This, this doesn't can't, happen. This, this can't happen. happen. They walked away. And and by the time I was trying to find a doctor or nurse to let them know that the coma patient was, was awake, <laughs> yeah, uh, I had to go all the way to the nurse's station to find somebody. Isn't that interesting? So, you know, the, there are also people who aren't ready. And their mind just closes it down. Yes. But that doesn't mean it didn't happen. And if you're a person who's experienced something like that, don't be upset with those people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of people have a hard time. And to such an extent that, hey, if you say things about miracles or anything in the wrong environment, wrong place, hey, you could get <laughs> crucified. Oh, yes. <laughs> Drawn and quartered. I mean... All the stuff that's happened to mystics who became very, very awake. And they would say stuff just because that was true. But so few people would be able to have that. That's why I very much admire whistleblowers um, who have the, I don't know, courage Mm -hmm. to be able to expose things that are going on. Um, But, you know, for the rest of us who receive that information, it's stuff that has been there all along. Yep. So it's not something to, you know, get your hackles up about, but just to know. And so it's one of the shared miracles we were really talking about is that 
it's just as miraculous that negative things, destructive things don't happen in certain circumstances as it is for amazing positive things to happen, you know, dramatically uh, out of nowhere when logically it wasn't supposed to be. So start paying attention because there's a lot more of those miracles where the day is a normal day. It's not extraordinary because it's some dramatic, amazing phenomena happens. But just because it's a normal day doesn't mean a miracle is happening. Or it's yeah. not happening. There's, there's many things that is a miracle because something that was supposed to happen or would have happened didn't. Okay? You know, uh, I wrote about my bank uh, robbery um, incident in my book. That was an incredible miracle because what didn't happen was the what the what one of the gunmen wanted to do was shoot the shoot the assistant uh, manager, and then start shooting everybody because the being that took over that body was out for blood, just wanted to see blood and and splattered bodies and everything. It didn't happen. And the amazing thing is I knew that. But seven years later, I found out the person who was another uh, assistant bank manager also knew that. And not only that, she knew I had something to do with things not getting worse, even though I didn't do any physical anything. So that was a that was a amaze that was a miraculous thing for me to notice that, oh, there was a person pretty high up in that bank who later became a very, very top uh, person in a major bank. And we talked on the phone because I I had a problem with a uh, an account. And it just kept on being booted up to upstairs until finally I got her and she recognized my name as, could this have been that same person at that bank robbery? And I said, oh, yeah. Oh, I know you. And she said, oh, I know you. And she said, we owe you one. I said, what for? She says, from that bank robbery. If you weren't there, it would have been much worse. I go, whoa, this person saw it. Absolutely. And then over the years, other things happened to validate as well. Um, Michael's experience of it being a miracle. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, something that can create group miracles on a rather frequent basis. I wouldn't say weekly or monthly or anything like that, but they show up. There are these beings, these spiritual beings who are um, our older brothers and sisters in spirit who look after the planet and they're helping all of us with our evolvement. We call them masters of wisdom. Some people call them other things. And the masters of wisdom have been very, very present in our lives. So I wanted to share with you one of the um, appearances a master of wisdom made back in June of 1988, June 11, 1988, uh, one of the Masters of Wisdom who is known as Maitreya 
And there's, if you look online, Maitreya has a lot of controversial stuff written about him, but I've had personal face-to-face experiences with this being, physical experiences where he showed up to me. So I know this is for real, and it appears that I need to take a break and continue my story after the break. So um, my announcements are, our second break is coming up, and with everything going on in the world today, we wanted to offer you even more inspiration and guidance for these times. We have for you a special stay-at-home four-part teleseminar class event for the weekend of Saturday, May 2nd and May 3rd, Sunday, May 3rd. That's not this Saturday and Sunday, but next Saturday and Sunday, in lieu of our ordinary in-person seminar weekend in Los Angeles. Since we're not living in ordinary times at all, we want to make it extraordinary for more people. Our theme for the weekend is joyously celebrating life amidst personal and global challenges. We invite you to join us for all four teleclasses. Each one will support the others and you'll gain the greatest benefit. But if you can't join us for all four of them, you're free to pick and choose to join us for any or or all combinations of them. Each teleclass will be complete on its own as well. Plus, even if you can't make it to the live teleclasses, you can purchase the MP3 audio download of them to learn on your own time. Our lineup for the weekend will be Saturday, May 2nd, 10 a.m. to noon. Look at the solution. Stop staring at the problem. Psychic tools to access your inner spirit and creative power. Saturday, May 2nd, 1 to 3 p.m. Code JOY, Global Life Support your psychic crash cart for happiness in challenging times. Sunday, May 3rd, 10 a.m. to noon, what to do when you don't know what to do. Psychic tools to help you be yourself. And Sunday, May 3rd, 1 to 3 p.m., karmic relief, spiritual practices to free yourself from guilt and blame. For details and to sign up, go online to michaeltamora.com or call our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday, and you'll get our wonderful assistant, Noelle, to help you. When we return, we'll continue our exploration of shared miracles. I'll continue my story, too. We'll see you in a couple of minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. 
Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome, welcome back. Let's get on with our topic for today, Shared Miracles. I was telling a story before I interrupted myself for the commercial break about an amazing shared miracle that happened with a very large group gathering. It was outdoors, 6,000 people in the location of Nairobi, Africa on June 11, 1988. A woman by the name of Mary Acosta, who was the minister of this gathering, she was creating a healing prayer gathering and she stopped the song that was being sung they were right in the middle of a song called Mungu Ni Mwima it's a hymn in Swahili and she stopped everybody and she told them that God had spoken to her and then suddenly this being tall being about six foot two in a turban and white uh, robe kind of a outfit and glowing, people described him as glowing, the light came off from him every which way. And although the people in the group who were very, very Christian, um, they thought he was Jesus Christ. And they, a lot of them fell on their knees and, and were, quote unquote, worshiping what they thought was Jesus Christ. But it was actually the Master Maitreya who Mary Acosta actually knew about. She knew this was Maitreya, but she didn't want to take away from the people um, their joy and their their happiness because Maitreya actually is a master of wisdom just like Jesus, and he has a message for the world. And this specific um, time that he showed up, he showed up to give this particular group a message of hope and that uh, he was giving them a blessing. Many people experienced miracles that day, and um, it was an amazing event. And uh, several reporters were there and took pictures of him. So if you want to find out more about this incident, you can find it on the SHARE International website. Just uh, type in your search engine, SHARE International, and you should be able to find this story. Um, But when I came across this story, and saw the picture of Maitreya. It's exactly the way I had seen him as well when he appeared to me uh, one-on-one, more or less. One time he appeared uh, in front of Michael and I when we were driving. He was driving by in a convertible car and laughing, and he Mm -hmm. had another man in his car that really did look like Jesus Christ (laughs) himself, and they were both laughing and waving, and it was when we were right in the middle of getting ready for our the biggest uh, weekend retreat we ever gave, which required several trips up to get food and stuff, and Michael was with me on that one. 
So uh, there are other many other types of group events like this one. Some of you may not have ever heard of this one, the one I just told you about Maitreya appearing in Nairobi, Africa, but it's quite an incredible story, and I really encourage you to read about that. But as you know, um, Mother Mary, or uh, the appearance of Mother Mary, has appeared around the world in more places than just Fatima. Um, there's Mad- the appearance at Magigoria and a woman by the name of Immaculate Libagiza, I'm probably not pronouncing that right, wrote a couple of amazing books, three books actually, Our Lady of Kibeho and also Left to Tell. Um, 1981, Mary and Jesus appeared to eight youngsters, boys and girls, um, where incredible miracles happened. Messages were given not only to the Rwandans, but also to the whole world and also to the authorities, police and the church authorities and so on. They spoke through these seers to instruct the church leaders and governments to end the ethnic hatred simmering in their country, which had actually, if you do a little hunting in the amongst the history, was um, actually brought on by two different countries that had nothing to do with um, Africa itself. And as you know, the horrible... Um, uh, ethnic cleansing thing that happened afterwards still happened because people really didn't listen. You know, it's interesting listening to you and so many things happening in the 1980s. Yes. Well, it just I just remembered in 1981, I was uh, leading a group to Egypt, uh, all psychics, and uh, our teacher, uh, Lewis, was there uh, and we all went to this um, Coptic church, uh, the top Coptic church in in, uh, in Egypt, and we met with three of the bishops of the Coptic church, and the, the Pope of the Coptic church was under house arrest, uh, kind of semi-permanently at that time. And um, the bishops invited us to join in with their service, and we did. And then uh, they wanted to see what we did. So we showed them a little bit of what we did in our meditation work and healing and everything. And he was quite impressed. And then Lewis, our teacher, said to him just privately, he said, this is where the second coming is going to start very soon. And... In instantly, the bishop started crying. And, you know, he had to compose himself so he can talk. He was so emotionally uh, emotional that then once he composed himself, he said, thank you. I've had that vision for years and years and years. And that vision keeps on happening to me. And I've never told anybody else about it and uh, I know it's true and and here you come from nowhere and uh, I've never met you before and you told me you validated what I know to be true well shortly after we left that church that's the church on the roof of which the holy family Jesus Mary and Joseph started to appear 
three o'clock in the morning every night. And the uh, uh, I think they even let um, the Coptic Pope uh, out of out of house arrest so that he can go up there on the roof with all the bishops and and the higher ups in the church. And after the first, and this happened night after night after night for I think a year, so something a, really a long, long time. time, almost a year or something. And and uh, it happened right on time every night for that length of time. And it just gathered thousands and tens of thousands of people uh, gathered there every night to hold vigil and prayer vigil because of this incredible miracle, massive group uh, shared miracle that uh, was even written up in the newspapers and everything for a while and whatnot. But then those things, it, it makes a splash on the news and then nobody ever hears about it again. But it continued. And it was after that that everything started to happen in the world, all around the world. The, the uh, Russia started collapsed, and the Berlin Wall came down. All kinds of things happened around the world, uh, starting at that point, and it's still going on. And this pandemic and everything is just part of the part of all of that playing out for this incredible step up in the evolution of humanity in this world uh, that's undergoing right now. We're, we're in it. Absolutely. And um, now we're not giving the message that you necessarily have to go into devotional prayer, although if that's your inclination, that is a very good thing to do. Um, for those of you who aren't necessarily prayerful, um, perhaps you could say hello to being more mindful and more mindful of your thoughts and more mindful of how, what you say online and what how you treat people in public, um, even if you're not treated so well. You know, the whole thing I think about these miracles is to put people in a miracle si- mindset. Yes, and it's to go inward That's instead true. of, you know, your answers are out there. It's within you, within your own beingness. You want to call that spirit? Great. If you don't want to call that spirit, that's fine. Those are just words. It's the experience that's important. And prayer is just another word, but what is it? What does it mean? It's going within. And once you start to go within, oh, you find that there's no end to it. If you go out, out there into the world, there's a limit. Even the universe has an edge. But when you go within, there's no end to it. It just keeps going. And that keeps you in contact with what we really are. And I think the Mm -hmm. miracles that happen are constant, constant reminders to us of what we really are and not to get so caught up in what's happening out there in the world all the time or who's doing it to me or... Um, oh gosh, I don't like being sequestered in my house. You know, I I have to laugh about that one because, you know, we don't have bombs bursting in air or anything like that while this is going on. We have a chance to go within. Mm-hmm. And we also have a chance to appreciate one another for what we all do. You know, um, many years ago, I spent eight years in my early life as a cashier in a grocery store. 
And, you know, a cashier is just a service person and all this kind of stuff. But, boy, how much do you appreciate your cashiers and your your uh, grocery store stockers? Stock, not stock, but stockers. <laughs> now that, you know, food is becoming a little more rare, toilet paper has become more rare and so forth. Um, appreciation, being aware that miracles can happen any minute of any day and staying awake and paying attention are important things. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is many of you listening might be uh, aware that, you know, some of you are going through enormous challenges. It might be some outer challenges reflected, but the inner challenges about those outer challenges are even more challenging. Uh, you know, how do you deal with your emotions and how do you deal with your thoughts when when you lose your job and and you don't know where where your next rent check is going to come from and things of that nature and you're concerned about your loved ones uh you know dying or getting sick or even dying from all of this going on so the inner challenge is the greater challenge and just be aware of that it's not because you're incapable that you're having these challenges. Challenges, the further along a soul gets on its path to awakening, the greater sometimes the challenges become because you can handle it now. It's nothing, it's no different than going to regular school. As you go up in your grade levels, your assignments and your exams become more challenging. It just, you wouldn't have been able to do that when you were in kindergarten, but you can when you're in college, those kinds of things. The same happens in one's spiritual growth. And so I see so many times a person who's especially like a healer who gets sick and and they start to beat themselves up because they're supposed to be the healer. They're not supposed to be getting sick. No, got to take a look at what's the lesson in that? The healer has to go through a lot of challenging lessons to be even more of a healer. To be a better healer and to be a more compassionate healer. Well, we are coming to the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate each and every one of you tuning in, especially during these very challenging times. More than ever, we need to be in communication and remind one another to turn to our inner spirit for guidance on our next steps and pay attention for those group miracles. pay attention. (laughs) We welcome you to join us again next Wednesday for the beginning of a new season of Living the Miracle. The next 13 episodes will have the theme of All About Angels. And we'll head off our new seasons with Angels, Who Are They to You? Remember also to check our website for details and to call our office to sign up for our teleclasses coming right up this Saturday, April 25th from 10 a.m. Pacific time to noon. Your Claire audience, knock, knock, who's there? And our special four-part teleclass event the following weekend, May 2nd and 3rd, joyously celebrating life amidst personal and global challenges. Until then, be inspired Use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We will see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. 
Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.